we thank we thank the leadership of the of JY for holding us together through these crazy times. Um, also want to thank everyone for you know pausing to celebrate our fathers to make them know that we do appreciate them. God blesses all. God bless all of us. And today I'm going to talk with you, and I'm not going to be long. I pray that by the time I'm done, God will instill in us the wisdom of Him, so that we can walk as children of God. Shall we pray? Father, we pray for a listening ears and seeing eyes. We pray that as we go through this period and these teachings today, May your grace be sufficient for us. We pray that we go out there and be the doers of the word, not just the listeners. We thank you for what you've done for us and what you're about to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today I want us to look at the role of a father in a happy home. Amen. I believe that all of us on this line have a father. And sometimes our mothers, those of us who our fathers are not around, our mothers stand in there as the fathers. And one of the scriptures that we're going to learn today, and we're going to take our scripture from First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. First Thessalonians 2. If you have your Bible, I want you to pick up your Bible and let's go through this together. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. And we are looking at the role of a father in a happy home. If, if all of us are going to be happy, what should be the role of our father? What's, what does our father do in the in, in our house? So, First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2 to 11. Um, no, verse, verse 11 to 12. And I'll read. All right, I hope everybody is there. For you know that we deal with each of you as fathers deal with his own children encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live life worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom. Amen. Again, First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11. We, we are looking at the rule of our fathers. For we know that we deal with each of you as father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting and uh, and urging you to live a life worthy of God. Amen. So one one key words the three key words I want us to look at as as we fathers in the house as, as our duties is one, the Bible spell clearly to us that fathers are to encourage us. Fathers are to comfort us. Fathers are to aid us to live a life worthy of God who call us. So at times our fathers in us, you know, we may be going through certain things in our life, but instead of us to turn to friends, instead of us to turn to people who do not understand us, it's better to turn to our fathers, who God have ordained to what? To comfort us, to encourage us, to teach us. In in, in every parent or every father would like to see their, their, their children grow up to be a good person, who they believe that they come from a good home. And these are the things that they will do. They will encourage you. Although life may be tough, the exams that we take may not be in our direction. 
fathers will tell us and encourage us. Yes, we know you can do it. Yes, today you fail. I know tomorrow you will pass. These are the things that we fathers in the house do. Sometimes life becomes so hard that we, we go through stress. We go through so pains, pains in our life. But fathers are there to what? Comfort us. Fathers are there to urge us to live a life. Sometimes we may not agree with them, yes. Sometimes we may have misunderstanding our fathers, yes. But every father would like to see their children grow up to be a good person in life. Today we're going to have, we're going to study somebody in the Bible, a character that Jesus portrayed to us. I know most of us have learned and heard about it. We're going to learn something from the prodigal son. So we take our test. That's going to be our main test for today. But the key words that I just brought up, let's keep those things in our mind. That This is what our fathers had to do for us. And I know that most of us sitting on this line, our fathers have been encouraging us. Our fathers have been comforting us. Our fathers have been urging us to live a life worthy of God. So we're going to learn something special about the prodigal son. So if Kevin can put this one on for us. Um, Luke 15, 11 to 32 is kind of long a little bit, but that is where we want us to. It's our case study for today. The prodigal son. Luke 15, 11 to 32. Mr. Virgin, are you in Uncle Aubrey? Um, NIV. I mean, ba- Barbara made me bought a Bible, which I like it so much. NIV. NIV, okay. Perfect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, somebody should read it for us. Guys, um, Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32. And we're going to study some words or start from the Prodigation today. Bring the fattened calf 
and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. Um, he was lost and is found. So he began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed fat and calf because he has he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your order. Yet you never gave me even a young goat that I could um, celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But you have to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Amen. 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 Thank you, Abraham. Um there's so many lessons that we're going to learn from this lost son with the Bible says, but I've shared this one with, with JY before. I don't know if it was this, um, your group or different group. My growing up, I had a terrible relationship with my father. So talking to my father was one of the biggest things to, to do. We don't talk, we communicate through maybe text or something. And it had an effect on me, right? So, until my, if I want, if you want anything from my father, I have to communicate through my mother and my mother intend to get from me. Until my mother passed away, and I saw the need and importance of having a good relationship with the father. Beloved, yes, you can make decisions. You make, you can make choices. You can, you want to do something, especially when, when you reach that thing, the things. You can make those decisions. Our fathers are there to encourage us. Fathers are there to guide us. Because maybe where you want to go, your father has been there before. But he can show you the the right direction to get to that destination. You may make the choices, yes. You may make whatever you want to do. But they are there to urge you. Remember, a happy child or an obedient child bring a happy home. I don't think any parents will be happy when they, they go out there and they, they, they see their children or their child being stubborn out there, doing things that is not worthy of Christ. So for us to bring that happiness home, we as children also need to be obedient to our parents. Now the lessons that we learn from, we want to learn from Polygas is this. He went to his father, desiring his will, not the father's will. He just went to the father and said, give me a portion of my inheritance. He didn't ask for what the father has for him. So in, in most of the times in decision making, it's better to ask the desires of our father. Either you, you, you want to talk to God or you want to talk to your biological father. You get ask God or your father, what are your will? The same thing you're praying to God. You have to ask, you have to ask God. What are your words for me? Because maybe my word for today will end up in every grave. My word for today, you may grant it, but that is not what you intend to do for me. Don't be a wasteful person. Avoid foolish and reckless living. You know what Polygasan did? After getting all the resources, right? He just went out there and wasted everything. 
And one thing in life is that when you have money, you have you have all you have everything. People will come around you. Yeah, you see different kind of friends who want to work with you because the money is there, because the resource is there. But do we ask ourselves when all this money was gone, what happened? In the life of the prodigal son, when he squandered all the money, all the resources, there was nobody there for him again. He used all of them. But trust me, when he has the money, people were there to help him use the money. In the same life, right? If, if, if you have so many things around you, if you have different friends, the only two friends will stick when there's a problem. Those who came because for they came with the different reasons will leave when there's a problem, but the two friends are what will stick. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 20, the Bible says that the poor, the poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. So the, 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 the prodigal son had so many friends and he went out there with the money, right? And at the end of the day, he came back to his senses and realized that have wasted all this. He could have invested even on, on the resources that he got from his father, but he wasted it because he had some people who would encourage him to waste it. And at the end of the day, what happened to him? He had to be fed on the fees of what the pigs. I don't believe that as children of God, we have to live a life that way because we want our own desire. We have to ask the Lord, what is your what? What is your desire for us? The Bible says that he went and he he destroyed all that he had. Now, what happened to him? He came back to his senses. I like the verse that he said. He He came back to his senses. That's a genuine repentance as children of God. We may lead our own ways. We may go on our ways. But when we get to a point that we see the soft sign, we have to pause and, and just turn around and see, do I have to go back to Christ? Do I have to turn back to my creator and ask the Lord, what is your word for me? I walk on my own world. I, I went to do my own desired things. But when we get to that point, where the prodigal got to that point, when he realized that, no, my father has so many things. I have to go back home. Jesus is able, Jesus is ever ready to accept us whenever we go or wherever we have gone to. But it's up to us to genuinely repent from whatever we have done. We have so many decisions to make. One thing that we need to do is that when we get to that point, the full stop or the stop sign one thing we have to realize that we need to humble ourselves and come back home humble ourselves and come back into our parents humble ourselves and come back to father that yes I should have listened to you yes, that yes you, you, you told me not to do this but I did it but I realized that what I did was wrong can you forgive me yes the Bible is teaching me to be a good person to, to live a life pleasant of you but I led my own way. I went on my own way. That is when the spirit of humbleness has to come in your life. Then you realize that I need to humble. I have to let go that ego and come back to my senses and go back to my father and say, Father, forgive me. I have done so many things that have bring tears to the family. I've done so many things that have bring um, fight in the family. 
people are not happy in the family because of my my actions, because of the things that I have done. But today I humble myself to come to you. And our parents will be will be glad. Our parents will be glad and to welcome us. Now a child should make his parents glad. All of us in, in this in this land. All of us in this in this land today. We have to make every effort to make our parents what? Happy. Glad. When a child walk away from home and take on insensitive decisions and take reckless decisions and it makes the parents very sad. It makes the entire family um, very sad. I remember last time I shared this one with you when the family, very close friends and the older person that every kid in the family is looking up to is walking in different directions as, as a child of God. And the parents were always sad, trying as much as possible to bring him home. We have to wake up one day around 2 a.m. to go and set the whole neighborhood in Woolbridge um, to look for the son because this is the, his dear to the parents' heart. And because of the decision, because we, we walk away from home, look at what has come to the house. Sadness. And, and I, I like about um, this generation is that we have a sibling and one is going astray. And maybe four of them, all of them were defend the, um, all of them were defending the, the 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 one who went astray. And that parents do not understand them. Parents do not, you know, you don't get them, mommy. That you don't get it. Yes, they might not get it at that moment. Yes, because the way that they were brought up is different from how this generation have been brought up. But take a moment and listen to what they have to tell you. This makes them happy. This will also make your life happy. I believe that parents want to see you guys grow. You want to see all of us grow. I remember I have a spiritual father here, and one day I, he left me a message and I couldn't, you know, return a message. He had to punish me for that. And I do understand, I learned from that lesson that I have to listen to my messages. This is a correction. This is what he, as a father, have to do in the life of their children. I want us to read something from um, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 1. Now, it says that the wise, you can write it down um, because of time. The wise, wise son is his father's instructions. So that means that if you want to be a, a wise person, if you want to be a wise person, you have to heed to your father's instructions, what your parents ask you to do. This is what God wants us to do. Is a wise person is his father's instructions. What are the instructions of your parents? What are the instructions of God to you? How, when you study the scriptures, what do you gain, what do you get from it? What does God want you to do? What ways does he want you to walk from? That is what God is expecting all of us to do. And that's the only way we can be wise. Yes, you, you may be wise in your own understanding, but when you are out there, people, people see you as a wise person. Those people come to you, to you to to seek for help. And what kind of help do you give to people? We shouldn't repeat the the errors of the prodigal son. One one of the errors that he did was that after looking at everything, all the possessions that his parents have, he didn't ask his father for his father's desire for him. He, he was designing something so that he can go at us. Those 
error shouldn't be repeated in the, in the life of a, as a child of God. And one thing that I also learned from this is that when he get to that stop sign, he humbled himself and came back home. I don't know how far you have gone. I don't know the relationship with you and your parents, especially your father. It's a time for us to turn back to them. It's a time that we need to humble ourselves and go back to them and say, Daddy, yes, we turn away from you, but I'm back. And this will give them a glad heart. This, this will make them rejoice. Look at what happened when the, um, the prodigal son decided to come home. When the father, when they saw that he is coming home, the father told him, go get them a sandal, go get him a sandal, make a, make a party for him. Because they cherish all of us. Our parents cherish us. They, they, they want the best for us. You could have just ignored him and said, hey, you use whatever you have. Why are you coming home? But this is the time he opened his arms and, and welcomed him home by having a good party, by having all the servants coming together to have a merrymaking for him. What are your plans as a child of God? What are you doing that is bringing happiness to the house of the Lord? Or what are you doing that is bringing happiness to your home? The Bible says that children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, for this is the commandment with promise. There's no commandment, but there's in the Bible with a with what with a promise, except the one that we need to honor our parents. How do we see them? You know, when when I try to um, learn the culture of America and I. A culture of Ghana, you can see there's, there's a gap, yes. But along the, the, the fact that you have Kenyan parents doesn't mean that you're not the one who gave, gave birth to us. Yes, they, sometimes they may be harsh, yes. But we need to calm down to listen. We need to calm down and just hear them out. And let's find our American system to talk to them and say, Daddy, yes, I heard what you were telling me, but I believe that what we do this is going to help us. And I know it for, I know that we gradually will change the mindset of our parents. We can work together, we can we can play together, we can have a discussion together. Our relationship with our parents are not all that good, especially our fathers are not all that good because we, we fail to talk to them. Parents fail to understand their children and children fail to understand their parents. And this is an ongoing thing in this world at this moment. So we will turn to social media for advice. We turn to friends for advice what which uh, means that the the mandate of our father in the house is being missing because they are supposed to what encourage comfort and advise us but because of our relationship with our father because of our relationship with our father jesus we tend to so many places for advice and most of the times but 98 percent of the advice we get from those social medias and friends are not the correct advice that will end up in a different way so believers I, I just wanted to encourage you See, my son in Proverbs 620 it says that my son keep your father's commandments and do not forsake your mother's teaching Proverbs 620 my son keep your father's commandment and do not forsake your mother's teachings especially them, um, the, the ladies on this line. Our mothers will teach you how to cook and those kind of stuff. These are the teachings that your parents 
will try to help you. The commands that you are father. I don't know. Every home is different. When you go to different homes, even moms are the dads in the house. Where the fathers are not there, the moms are the dads in the house. We do everything possible so that we have a great future. They do everything, sacrifice anything, so that we as young people will have a great future. This is what, that's why they are suffering. That's why they are doing one or two, three jobs to, to get up for us. But what are we doing in returns? for all the sacrifices our fathers and mothers are doing for us in the house? Are we making them glad? What are we doing? It's our actions that, it's, God, it's our actions bringing joy to the house. This morning, now, uh, this afternoon, I just want to encourage you that the prodigal son has his desire. Yes, we may have our desires, but the most important desire that we need to have is to ask for our father's desire. Jesus, what is your desire for me in this life? Nobody knows that one day sickness will just hurt everything for us. Everything. What is God's desire for us in this pandemic? What are we doing? What are we supposed to do in our homes? Now that some, some of us are home 24 hours with our parents. Let's don't make us feed on the pigs. Get the advice from your parents. Get the advice from God, Christian friends. And that is the only way we can grow to become a responsible people in life. I want, I want to just try and bring this thing to an end, but I want to tell you something. Feel good to make decisions. Feel good to make the choices. But you have to find a way to pray and, and ask your parents the decision you want to make. Is it the right decisions? Most of us are over 16 years. We can make decisions, yes. But we have to be able to ask parents the decision I'm about to make. Is it something that will bring happiness in the house. It's something that will make you happy, will make your parents happy. So this morning, this afternoon, the polygraph will make a whole lot of decisions. He make a one-step decision. I don't know what came on to him, but one day he just will wake up and went to his father. And he said, this is what I want. The father gave it to him, like some of us, we do. We don't, we just go to our parents and say, I need this. My phone is broken. I need this phone. Period. He gave it to them. But the thing is that when they need you, you get stuck into that that situation. That make them sad. That make them their heart bleed. So I want to encourage you as we celebrate this day, as we pause on all these things that's going on around the world, we pause to celebrate our parents or our fathers. I want to see that the, the, the mandate that God has given to our fathers is what? To encourage us, to comfort us, to, to aid us to live a better life. Every parent will be happy. will be very happy. So come on, hey, my baby, that person is, hey, this girl or this boy is being trained on. Parents enjoy those things. And that's why they do everything possible to train us. But we see that train up the child the way he should go so that when they grow, they'll know what depart from it. That's what you do everything possible to train us in godly ways, to train us to, to exhibit the, the characters of Christ. 
as I'm bringing my, my, my teachings to an end, I want to encourage all of us to know this. Man. Take a moment and pause. What is the relationship between you and your father? Your biological father and your father Jesus. What is the relationship? Is it a better one or is it not a better one? You need to amend those relationships if they are not good. If they are good, we want to pray for more God guardians to continue with that relationship. Some of us don't even talk to our parents. When, when I used to do the same thing, it was a crazy moment. But let's all together as family try to bring happiness to, our, to the house by living a good life, by being obedient to God's instructions and living a, 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 a decent life. I want to thank God for our lives and what he has brought to us. And all of us have so many things to do. I believe that as we go, we want to think about the life of the prodigal son, the actions that he did. And one thing that he realized is that he humbled himself when he get to the, to the end point and he came back home. Humble yourself as all of us and come back home. And I believe that our parents, our fathers who accept us, who we are, amen. I want us to pray. I want to take a moment and think uh, and, and think about today's scriptures. Take a moment and think about it. Think about your relationship with Christ. Think about your relationship with your biology that father. Is it good? Is something that you need help? We want to pray at this moment and ask the Lord to grant you the strength to improve your relationship with Him and to improve the relationship with your biological parent. Just ask the Lord that whatever you do as a child of God, you want to bring happiness to your house. Whatever you do, you want to ask the Lord to to bring joy to your house, to a home that you guys live in. Father, we thank you for a moment like this. We, we bless you for all the things that you've done for us. We have heard a message that you spoke to all of us today. We pray that as we leave this line as we go from this line may this word go with us may we understand the mandate of our fathers in our lives the mandate of you in our lives may you understand that we can make our homes happy by bringing good tidings home but not making unnecessary decisions we are praying that oh god our lives we take lessons from from the prodigal son heaven father we ask that the Guide us, God, as young people. Protect us as we go through this crazy world. We ask that as we go through this pandemic, may we come out strong in our Christian life. May we come out strong in, in, in our daily life. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We ask for your blessings, God, upon your children and upon our homes and our families. We ask in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.